You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 61, The Rise of the Mighty Media Monoliths. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 61 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Patrick. Hello, Brian. So we've got movie news. We've got television news. Mm -hmm. We have uh, some trailers that came out this week. We've got the good, the bad, and the ugly of merger news. Yeah. And, of course, we're going to be discussing uh, last week's episode of The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Before we get to that... First wanted to uh, mention, we have a memorial for this week. John Carl Buchler passed away this week at 66. Uh, he was, lost his fight to cancer. For the horror geek watchers out there, might know him uh, as a special effects artist that did work for mainstream films like the Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween series. Mm -hmm. He also did stuff with Charles Band, Ghoulies. I was familiar with his work through... Uh, from Beyond and Reanimator. Uh, yeah. And uh, wow. But he did pass away this week, and uh, Godspeed to you. So let's talk a little bit of movie news. There was an article uh, in MovieWeb this week about uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad that it's going to be a complete reboot. It's wow. not going to have anything to do with the original. Huh. We got this news through Peter Safran, who was talking about Shazam in a press conference. He's the uh, DC Movie Universe producer, and he, he was talking about how they're going to just completely reboot the whole thing. Now, Margot Robbie is still going to be in the movie. Oh, okay. And but will she be playing Harley Quinn? That's a good question, mm -hmm. because if she is, she's going to be playing the Harley Quinn from this new movie that's coming out, The uh, Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. Mm -hmm. And what differences there are between that character and what we saw in Suicide Squad Apparently, there's going to be some kind of a difference. Hmm. I would think she's going to be playing Harley Quinn, but this whole movie is going to be a little bit different. Now, one of the things that they said is this is going to be a bit of a darker take than the last movie, which usually, especially with Warner Brothers, makes me nervous. Because <laughs> when they go dark, I'm, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that it's not going to be that bad. Mm -hmm. I, I know that they said that uh, uh, Edris Elba's take on Deadshot's going to be a little bit darker, and we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, whenever I hear Warner Brothers and, and dark superhero movie, it, it doesn't make me uh, mm -hmm. the most secure about mm -hmm. how good the film's going to be, but this is James Gunn. So, you know, he I, I've enjoyed the films he's done so far, including the ones that have a little bit of a darker take, but we'll see how that goes. Now, continuing on with movies, of course, this week, on March 18th, the camera started rolling on Dune. So yeah. they're now filming, doing principal photography for Dune. And I saw an article, uh, Hans Zimmer's going to be scoring the film. I'm very interested to see what he does with that. Of course, hmm. it, it, it's not that much of a surprise because Denis Villeneuve, who's directing Dune, Hans Zimmer did the score for his last movie, which was Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And so it's not that much of a surprise that he's scoring this one. But I'm... Interested to see how, because Dune is a, it's a different kind of an animal. It's one of those mm -hmm. books, you know, it was one of those books that they said you could never, you could never turn this into a movie. And I think with this book, they're actually turning it into two movies, mm -hmm. which makes 
makes more sense because yeah. there's a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there. But and I, I like the original movie. It yeah, was, I did too. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it and I didn't. I didn't even mind the miniseries on sci-fi in the early two thousands. Yeah, you know it did. It covered a lot more. You know, it was still had to be toned down because it was for television. But I right. didn't mind it. Yeah, and uh, the budget had to be toned down mm-hmm. also. But <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this new movie. I mean, a lot of the casting, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. has, has got me really excited. I I really want to see what uh, Villeneuve is able to do with this world. And so, hopefully, we're going to get to see that very soon. Now, March 19th of this week, just released uh, on Amazon Prime, the entire series of Farscape. Oh, I love Farscape. Now, and better than you remember it, because the whole, uh, including the, the miniseries, yeah. has all been remastered HD. Wow. Uh, the, the Peacekeeper Wars. Yes. Yeah. So, all of that is now available on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Remastered HD, and so if if you've not seen it before, uh, it was done by the Jim Henson Company. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a great combination of you know live action and some puppetry. Right. But it was a very well thought out show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's great sci-fi. Great, great sci-fi. Yeah, and actual sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you didn't get the chance to see it the first time, get to see it better than we got to see it when mm-hmm. it first came out. So. Uh, one other piece of television news I got to talk about because this, for the geek watchers out there like me who are old enough to remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the yeah. TV show. Now, do you remember their musical episode? Yes. Once more with feeling. Yes. I could sing it for you right now. <laughs> well, now you don't have to because lot, <laughs> here's the thing a lot of people are saying, well, it's a musical. When are we going to get the soundtrack? It's now being released on vinyl. Brilliant. I was going to say, I had the soundtrack on CD. Yeah. Excellent vinyl with all that luscious scratching. It's oh, yes. Wonderful. Analog goodness. So mm-hmm. that's coming out in April. So for geek watchers who also happen to be hipsters and have mm-hmm. a record player, this is for you. Oh, I hope they have a release party. I kind of hope that people will uh, do shadow casts of it <laughs> in front of movie screens. That would be so exciting. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, let's talk a little bit of trailers. We got movie trailers and TV trailers. First part of this week, they gave us the trailer for Toy Story 4. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, prepare to have your heart broken again. Again. Again, not like, you know, every single other movie before this. There's, you know, the return of Bo Peep being a lost toy. And they kind of, you know, talked about lost toys before, but it was more like forgotten toys. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a a whole different take. And, you know, being a member of the cosplay community, the cosplay community kind of blew up at Bo Peep's new outfit. And everyone's excited to create it or order it. Right. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot of rumors online that Bo Peep may be the down-low villain of the piece. Yeah, the sort of underhanded, secret, kind of uh, Jim Jones, you know, join us, join us kind of villain side of it. Of course, that, that'll that be coming out here uh, rather soon. And we had talked about uh, Charlie Says, and we finally have seen a trailer for the second Manson movie that's going to be coming out, mm-hmm. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, wow, I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he has his moments where he doesn't quite hit. But I have to tell you, for a movie that's got Charles Manson in it, Mm -hmm. this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And this is kind of his, I guess, second foray into something based on reality, kind of like Inglorious Bastards. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, not that the others couldn't have happened in reality. It's just, you know, having characters that were based on real-life people and 
you know, does this take place in his cinematic universe? Because, you know, talking about how they all exist in the same universe, or they are movies that exist in that universe. Right. Like, oh, you know, Kill Bill is a movie that exists in his universe. And I think Dusk Till Dawn was a movie that existed in his universe. Right. So, uh, yeah, going to see this. It looks amazing. So excited to see Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt together. Yeah. That's going to be a really cool combination. Yeah, because they, I mean, they've appeared in Tarantino movies before, not together. Not together, yeah. But they've appeared before. Uh, Margot, Ro- uh, Margot Robbie, of course, being in it as Sharon <laughs> Tate. And forgive me for this joke, but I, I can't help but make it. I am looking forward to seeing how she does Sharon Tate. I understand she won't be in the end of the movie because her part got cut. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Figuratively and literally, <laughs> so... <laughs> But this looks like this is going to be, like I said, when you're it certainly has that comedy feel to it, even though, of course, we're dealing with a grisly murder. Mm-hmm. But I think Quentin Tarantino has that ability to, to straddle the line. And so I'm really interested to see what he does with this movie. And I definitely am going to be checking it out. Right. Now, going to TV trailers, we got one for the new season of Stranger Things. Yes. Oh, my goodness, Brian. This is brilliant. It is the most, you know... Well, Stranger Things up until now has been so incredibly 80s, but mm-hmm. they have hit their high point, stereotypical 80s. It is the hair is bigger, the colors are brighter. Yeah. The music is, you know, so much more epic. It I'm really excited about it. Well, you know, of course in the 80s, you had that build up, you had that build up and it things got crazier and more colorful. Until grunge hits and just wiped everything right. out. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if we're going to see the grunge side of things hit toward the end of the series. But definitely, I mean, we, we're, seeing the, we're seeing the boys growing up, definitely. Mm-hmm. They're playing more teenage characters. And, of course, they think they're grown-ups, which teenagers always feel oh, like yeah. they're grown-ups. <laughs> and we got to see a new monster. Yeah. But, of course, like any good trailer, they don't give away too much. Mm-mm. But it looks like... But it, it still makes you want to see it. Yep, it still makes you want to mm-hmm. see it. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And it looks like this is going to be, again, for people who are fans of Stranger Things, it's going to be more of the same. And I may or may not have mentioned this on a podcast, or I may have mentioned this to you, talking to you, but I know that D&D is coming out with a Stranger Things starter set. Oh, that's great. Uh, which I've got... Well, I knew pre- they had, like, Monopoly and, you know, right. those kinds of games. But, or uh, Clue, yeah. yeah. So basically, the adventure is based on the adventure that they were playing in the basement. With the Demigorgon. Yes, and it actually comes with a Demigorgon figure. <laughs> so if you play tabletop with miniatures, you'll, uh-huh. have the, you'll have the Demigorgon. Now, will it be like the Demigorgon that they had as a miniature, or the Demigorgon tulip head? The that, tulip head. Uh-huh, okay. They're giving you the tulip mm-hmm. head. Because, but you will, the starter box set has the adventure they were playing in the basement, and so you guys can run through and play it. And they also give you character sheets for all their characters. Wonderful. So you can play their characters. So, And that's supposed to be out in less than a month, actually. So I'm, I've already got mine mm-hmm. in pre-order, so that's <laughs> going to be fun. And we, couldn't, we could not end talking about trailers if we didn't mention the trailer that literally came out minutes before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. We now have our first teaser trailer for the Deadwood movie. That's going to be coming out on HBO. That we've been waiting for over over a decade for. Yeah, we are now back. So, mm-hmm. of course, the the trailer didn't give a whole a lot away. I mean, the stuff that we uh, stuff that we already knew because mm-hmm. of course, uh, you know, South Dakota is now becoming a state, and Swearingen obviously is not happy about that because 
Deadwood was where you went to disappear. Right. And now the spotlight is on the state mm-hmm. and, of course, on Deadwood. So he's not happy about it, obviously. So that that's going to definitely play a lot into the plot. But, oh, I cannot wait for this. Mm-hmm. I am looking so forward to this. We waited a long time. There have been rumors upon rumors about this movie ever getting made. And especially if you're a fan of Deadwood... With it being canceled where it was, I would have hated for that to be where it ended because it really ended on a, a weird note because right. they ended it with uh, hopes of getting a new season and right. we didn't get it. So we kind of got... Just cut off right in the middle. It wasn't even like a... I wouldn't have even called it a season finale. Well, as of today's standards, I suppose, I wouldn't have called it a good season finale. Yeah, because it's just like everybody that you had any kind of compassion for lost in that. It's like, Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily say all the good guys lost because, I mean, Swearingen lost and he's not technically a good guy. He's our anti-hero. He's our anti-hero. He's a bad guy, but we want him to win. (laughs) Yeah, but every, I mean, everybody just got mowed down. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really down ending and that was it. Yep. Which was really depressing, but hopefully, uh, and I would say it probably will be the case that uh, this movie will finally give us the ending we've been waiting over a decade for. Yep. Here's hoping. Uh, Here's hoping. So let's talk some merger news. Um, Obviously, uh, geek watchers out there are familiar with the fact that on March 20th at 12.02 a.m., the Disney-Fox merger finalized. The planets aligned. (laughs) Yeah, everything we've been waiting for, it's now. I don't know if there's anything left for the, you know, for federal government. I don't know if if there's anything left for them to to approve on, but it is now official. 21st Century Fox and their properties are now part of Disney. And I was going over the list of the franchises that Disney owns. And of course, we all know about the X-Men and Star Wars, or at least the Star Wars part of it that was the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. They now have the rights to that. But when you look at the list, there was a lot of these I wasn't aware of. I mean, of course we had Star Wars, but uh, also Avatar, that whole series. The Die Hard series, Hmm. which, I mean, some of these, uh, I'll say some of these, they might rejuvenate them all or make more movies in the series. Some of them more likely than others, but... Obviously, the majority of these are going to be released on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and so you'll have access to them. Of course, like we said, the X Men. Well, heck, uh, I wouldn't mind a Die Hard ride at one of the theme parks. That would be pretty cool. Now say. there is a Die Hard board game coming out. Huh. I heard about that. Okay, I, I hope it's, it's a tower. I hope it's not flat. Yeah. Well, there you go. But it drops you in the middle of, of course, the plot of the first Die Hard movie. And mm-hmm. whether I don't know if it's a competitive game or a cooperative game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's basically uh, a board game where you are at the Nakatomi Towers, and you're basically trying to avoid the terrorists while you're trying to shut them down. And, of course, like we said, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is kind of weird because, technically, 21st Century Fox didn't necessarily have the rights to them. I, there was another company that had the rights, but they gave 21st Century Fox the ability to Permission. Make yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I guess, I guess they're not much of a—they have the rights, but they're not really a big— movie studio production company kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't be making their own movie. They'd basically be giving it to somebody else to make. So I think that's still still a possibility there. But also, along with those, of course, the Kingsman series. There's two movies in that series, and that's they have that. The new Planet of the Apes movies. They mm. now have the rights to those. So they can... Uh, there's a new Planet of the Apes movie coming out here, I think, toward the end of the year or first part of next year. Um, of course, they get Alien and Predator series. Independence Day, which 
I don't know what they're going to be doing much if they're going to be doing much with that because the last movie didn't do so well. Nah. But they might consider a reboot. So I yeah. don't know. Uh, Fight Club. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't think that they would have any plans of doing a reboot of Fight Club. That movie is just about perfect. Yeah. I don't see where. How are you going to improve on I mean, it? They want to make a stage musical. Well, there you go. Why not? There's a stage musical of American Psycho. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, that is uh, true. Not David Tennant. The next Doctor played played Patrick Bateman. Can't believe he his name, uh, number 11. Oh, you're talking about Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Yes, he played Patrick Bateman oh, in I the musical. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I think you might have talked about it before, mm-hmm. but I didn't recall. Picture him swinging an axe. You know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, let's not. <laughs> I got a picture of him being Charles Manson, so mm-hmm. might as well picture him swinging. Well, he axe. killed. Well, Manson killed people with his voice. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Bateman killed people with axes. There you go. On the on the line of Fight Club, of course, the Home Alone series. They now have the rights to those, <laughs> so they want to reboot that. I guess A Night at the Museum, okay. The Maze Runner, the Ice Age series, Red Sparrow, the uh, Black Widow film that didn't have Black Widow in mm-hmm. it. The Artemis series, Alvin and the Chipmunks, which is just, I know everybody's just, you know. When, wait, are, we, when are we going to get the next sequel to oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> or, or the way they put it, the squeakquel. <laughs> bless they, their hearts. Oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. I didn't even realize, I didn't realize oh, that. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, if they want to, uh, I guess. Um, the Percy Jackson, of course, Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of rights. And I think the majority of these movies are just, uh, well, you'll see a lot of them on Disney+. Plus mm-hmm. Now, as far as rebooting these uh, and doing new movies on these projects, I think that's, uh, obviously, that's going to vary. I think the big projects that they're going to be looking at are going to be like X-Men and Fantastic Four. Now, one mm-hmm. thing Kevin Feige has said is that, that when they do bring those uh, characters in, they are rebooting everybody, mm-hmm. except for Deadpool. <laughs> because why would you do yeah. that? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I, and the thing about it is, when I when I heard that, even though I know that Marvel and Disney, for the most part, they they tend to know what they're doing, it still surprises me that anybody in Hollywood is smart enough to know that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, because it just seems like Hollywood's all about it's not broke, but let's go ahead and fix it. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that with Deadpool, and I, I don't see how you could. You know, reboot that series and put somebody else in that play. I mean, Ryan Reynolds owns Deadpool mm-hmm. probably more than any any actors ever owned a character in their life. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody that I would rather see in that role than than Ryan Reynolds. So, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, he posted on his uh, Twitter a picture of Deadpool wearing mouse ears on a school bus. It said Disney, <laughs> and the thing says, uh, "I feel like I'm at my first day at pool." So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to be coming out with a new Deadpool movie. I mean, they've they've said as much. Oh, yeah. And seeing what that looks like, I mean, especially when you know, when you know without a shadow of a doubt that that fourth wall break in Deadpool is going to have something to say about Disney. Yes. You know something's going to be said. A lot of things may have to be said. So <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath. I, I cannot wait to see what a new Deadpool looks like under the Disney banner. So... Well, since we are talking about uh, mergers, the whole Disney uh, 21st Century Fox was the one that seemed to take uh, center stage. But it wasn't the only big mega merger that happened. Oh, yeah? Because AT&T got uh, a final approval from the government to buy out uh, Turner. So all the Turner assets were part of AT&T, like Cartoon Network, Turner Classic Movies, all of this. Hmm. And Kevin uh, Sujihara, who's the uh, CEO of Warner Brothers, they were getting ready to give all of those properties to him to run. And so 
as CEO, he had a huge, massive bit of property to work on. I mean, and he, you know, was about ready to become a mogul in his own right. He was on uh, track to do that, but something happened. Two days after AT&T turned over the assets to him, an article came out in the Hollywood Reporter about something that happened back in 2013. Apparently what had happened was uh, he had a relationship while he was married with a British actress by the name of Charlotte Kirk, and he used a lot of his pull in Hollywood to get her movie roles. And the relationship wound up ending, but once the Hollywood Reporter published the article... Uh, Kevin uh, Sujihara penned a letter and resigned from a CEO. Now, Warner Brothers is continuing to investigate this whole thing, but, you know, this was a real, like I said, a real turn of events, and and I, we d- we've talked about him before because he came from with Warner Brothers from their horror side, and they boosted him up to CEO, and I think a lot of the changes we've seen in Warner Brothers, especially with their superhero movies, came from him. And he was able to really do a course correct that I think has helped Warner Brothers and DC on the big screen. But, of course, he's not there anymore. And that happened, like I said, that that happened within a couple of days. So I'm not sure what Warner Brothers, what they're going to do at this point. Obviously, they're going to have to come up with somebody else. I think, unfortunately, I, I hate that this happened. I think this is, um, you know, at least in the aspect of what he brought to Warner Brothers I think he was a huge asset, his uh, problems aside, and I think he's going to be a difficult person to replace. Hopefully they're, they're able to find somebody who can right the ship and keep it going in the right direction. I mean, if you bring somebody in there that wants to change everything up again, we could be back to where we were before, and I'm hoping that doesn't happen. It's Like I said, it's, it's a shame that this happened. But at the same time, you know, you can't escape your past sometimes, you know, even no matter how you try to cover it up. You know, sometimes it catches up with you, especially in Hollywood these days. I mean, there's been a reckoning, obviously, in a lot of different places. And uh, unfortunately for Warner Brothers, Kevin uh, uh, Sujihara has become the latest in that. So, but we'll keep our eyes open and we'll see what happens with Warner Brothers at this point on and Once they make any kind of announcement, of course, we'll talk about it here on the podcast. Well, let's finish up today with The Walking Dead. Yeah. Episode 14, Scars. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we talked about this last week, that this was going to be sort of a break from The Whisperers. And it was. Yep. So what did you think? Well, I guess Walking Dead decided to give us an episode of classic original series Star Trek. Yeah. Yep. This was exactly well. There were two, two episodes of evil kids in Star Trek, and yeah. that's what they gave us. Some Lord of the Flies stuff going on here. It's, it was some dark stuff. Yeah, it was definitely dark, uh, and of course we got we got our Michonne uh, look at the flowers moment. Yep. Uh, multiplied by about seven or eight. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Is man, if Carol had been with her, <laughs> she <laughs> she could have taken care of this, or she could have helped her out. Because, you know, Carol knows her stuff, and she knows when they have to look at the flowers. Yeah, but let me ask you this. With everything that happened with Michonne and having to do what she had to do, do you feel like that that was justification enough for the big schism between her and the other communities? If we had learned a little bit more going on, if we had seen a little bit more of her interaction with her, what was her best friend in high school, um, I think we could have understood a little bit more. Having it compacted into this one single episode, I could see it actually taking place because this was someone she loved, someone she trusted. And 
you know, they absolutely betrayed her in the worst possible way. And we really just got a little bit of exposition about their relationship. So I can see it if we had known a little bit more about about her high school friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, and maybe this is because I'm old and bitter, but I, I guess, you know, uh, mowing through a bunch of crazed kids for me wasn't as shocking as I guess they wanted it to be. I mean, at least to a point where I think she's just going to forsake everybody else and, and basically cut Alexandria off from the world. I, To me, it didn't feel like it was quite motivation enough, but at the same time, as like you said, I mean, they really only had one episode to develop this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so... Because, well, kind of to me, it wasn't the kids that made her cut it off. It was her friend. Yeah. That was her Judas. That was her, you know, her Brutus. She's the one who betrayed her. The kids were just, they were just, they were the poisonous snakes. They don't mean to do the damage, but it's now what they know. That's how they grew up. One thing I can definitely say is I can see parallels with the rest of the season. One, because you have this... You have this mother figure who's basically turned her children into these crazed killers, which is what Alpha's done. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I noticed, and this is, again, a, sort of a mirror, and we have this, again, with at the beginning with uh, Carol and Henry, where, you know, if you mess with Henry, Carol's going to, mm -hmm. you know. And, and then we run into a situation that not only was Michonne fighting for Judith, but, you know, RJ, which she was carrying. Mm -hmm. And there were times where, you know, there was a possibility she could have lost that child mm -hmm. in that fight. But again, it's like it's this mirror of, you know, mothers, mothers and children, which, of mm -hmm. course, is being played out with Alpha and Lydia. Mm -hmm. And I feel like these are both sort of indications of bad things can happen when you are, you know, when you come between a mother and a child. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who that mother is or, you know, how mentally sound she might be. And I think that especially the last two episodes of this season, we're going to see a lot of that issue. Yep. That this whole thing with Lydia is going to come to a head, obviously. I will say this, because, of course, next week is the calm before. <laughs> and I had considered putting together a list of the main characters of the show. And having the two of us go over that list and see if we could figure out, you know, who's going to die. The Deadpool? The Deadpool. <laughs> I did call it the Walking Dead Deadpool. And I thought, well, I don't know if I want to be that guy. That depressing. I don't know if I want to be that guy <laughs> anyway. But and, and the truth is, the other thing I didn't want is, of course, the Geek Watchers to hear us talk about this and mm -hmm. basically to walk away with the, well, I'm glad Brian isn't writing this show. <laughs> because daggone, Brian, <laughs> it's like he's just. He's well, just messed up. You know, with us coming out, uh, we're gonna have a lot of, of of bloody news to talk about next week. So yeah. well, I think we can we can try to stay on the lighter side of yeah, the well, calm before. I, I will definitely say this is that although may um it's supposed to be, and it was in the comics, a, a devastating loss of a bunch of lives. And of course I we we talked about the highwaymen last week. Mm -hmm. I think that the majority of those deaths are gonna come from the highwaymen. I, I think can see that. Yeah. I think they're being brought in to... They were like the trash people. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get a whole lot of them either. Yeah. And Terminus, really. Yeah. Uh, we got them for like two, one or two episodes, and then they were fire fodder. Yeah. Plot fodder. Now, Ozzy, uh, the guy who's a cowboy, mm -hmm. we might get to keep him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He might be the one who, who staggers into the kingdom to let them know what's, what happened. I think they're going to get caught on the road by the Whisperers. 
I've seen the trailer for the next season, and of course it doesn't look good. Mm. It has a feel of when they ran into Negan in the woods. There's a woods scene where they basically, a bunch of our favorite characters are caught out by the whispers out in the woods. <laughs> and it does kind of have that feeling of what we felt like with Negan. And there are some people standing around that I'm like, oh, this is not good. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some deaths. And I, it's going to be more than one, and I'm wondering if we're going to see more than one major character get taken out on this one. Ugh. I don't want to think about it. I mean, I'm just, like I said, I didn't want to bring out a checklist and let's see who gets the the black spot, how many people are, mm-hmm. are going to go. I, I didn't want to go down that road. It's going to be bad enough when we see it. I, I didn't really want to, like I said, number one, I didn't want to dwell on it, or or at the very least... At this point, let's just hope a copter comes and takes them away. Yes. <laughs> let's just, let's hope Deus Ex Machina. There you go. Because, <laughs> hey, they did it once. So mm-hmm. they let them plot do it again. Plot armor. Yeah, plot armor. But uh, at, at this point, I mean, I can really only think of two people that have plot armor at this point. And I'm going to be really upset if either one of them dies. Of course, that's <laughs> Daryl and Carol. Uh-huh. I think that they've got the plot armor. And Dog. Yeah. Well, Dog has fan armor. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I think if something happens to Dog, it's going to be bad. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. I think that's a line I hope they don't cross right now. I'm thinking at the very least that if they were going to kill off Dog, that they wouldn't have been dumb enough to put out a shirt with a picture of Daryl and the dog that says, if Dog dies, mm-hmm. we riot. Well, we don't know if they put it out or the unhappy fans who don't want him to die put it out and said, well, just a-, a reminder. Well, the thing is, it's out. It's not the Walking Dead shop. So okay. yes, they put it out. All right. So if they're if they're ballsy enough to put out a shirt, knowing that a couple of weeks later they're going to kill that dog, uh, kudos for for being that gutsy. But I think that's a bad idea. Let me just say right now, the horror writer who loves Grizzly and loves to go for the jugular, I'm telling you, don't kill this dog right now. We're not ready for that. The audience is not ready for that. Let's not do that. But I think we're probably going to, well, I guess we're going to see Sunday, but I'm, I just got this bad feeling that uh, we're going to, we're going to lose some people and it's going to be a shock, but I guess we'll figure that out this Sunday. We'll see. And, and we'll see what happens at that point. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 61 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petri, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.